Welcome to the Nourish Rap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to the Nourish Wrap. Hi everyone. Um, today we're doing a really exciting podcast because we are on the scene at Jess's house with um, Jess and her new 10-week-old baby Reuben. Yes. So things are going to be very authentic here because there might be um, some baby noises in the background. We've got a couple of dogs here. Um, so we're, Traffic, yeah. Yep, we're keeping it really raw today. Um, if you guys haven't, if you're listening in for the first time, please make sure that um, you go back and listen to some past podcasts we've done around Jess's story. So starting with our, we did two podcasts on PCOS. Yeah. Yep. Um, which was the beginning of my journey. And then we sort of um, went into my pregnancy, did a couple there. And now we're looking at doing the fourth trimester. So sort of finishing up the whole um, saga of it all. Yeah. So what we're going to start with today is... Um, Jess, um, we're going to, let's start off by you sharing with our listeners um, what your, maybe what your plans were for your birth experience yeah, and yeah. then, and how that kind of rolled out in reality. because yeah, I think in our last podcast, we spoke a little bit about um, sort of what my plan was for birthing and things like that. So I had planned to do a home birth um, here at home um, and yeah, so I guess my birth story, I'll just quickly do a short version of it was um I started to go into labor it was uh, a Tuesday morning very early and um by that night I had my midwives come over and I had my whole house set up ready to give birth and um I was going really well throughout the process um was getting I don't know how much information I need to give here but you know I was dilating really well and everything like that um so how far um how far along were you at this point Jess like how many weeks in pregnancy oh so it was 40 weeks in one day so it was really quite spot on okay um, yeah yeah full term so um yep spontaneously started to go into labor as well everything was all good um, I just was breathing through the contractions and things like that. Um, we can talk a little bit about what we did, what I did in terms of um, supporting myself. Um, but yeah, so I uh, did about 12 hours at home contracting, dilating well, and then it got to, it was when, by then Wednesday morning, um, and baby Reuben had actually turned posterior, so that means his back was against my back, and um it just slowed my body down with the contractions and because I had been laboring for so long my body was quite exhausted and the midwife then suggested that we make a hospital transfer so at this point in time I had this grand plan that you know oh, I'm going to have a natural home birth and things like that that kind of just went out the window in that moment I was I mean I was quite upset but uh, I kind of just let me feel all those emotions and then I just let it go and was like it is what it is you know yeah so then we made the hospital transfer and um then I was laboring for another 12 hours there um so my labor was very long um and then throughout that time they had given me some syntocin which is a um oxytocin like hormone that they give you to help uh your body contract 
because essentially, because my body was so exhausted and he wasn't in the optimal fetal position for birthing, um, they just wanted to help my body sort of get him out. So I was put onto that. The contractions were excruciating. I'm sure any mums out there who have been through labour um, and especially been on this sentosin and would know it's very painful um and then by then i actually opted to get an epidural um simply because i just it was so unbearable at the time i remember just going i can't do this anymore and um by then there was no way of telling how much longer it was going to be till he was here so i ended up getting that and then that wednesday so this was the 5th of september that Wednesday afternoon, um, he eventually came out. So, yeah, had baby Reuben. He was healthy, happy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then since then, it's just been a blur. <laughs> so, um, so you, um, what sort of techniques did you use during your um, active labour to help with pain yeah. relief and that yeah. sort of thing? So, um, a lot of deep breathing. Yep. So um, I did a lot of pregnancy yoga while I was pregnant. I would highly recommend it um, for people who are pregnant or, you know, um, mummers to be. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of deep breathing. Um, and actually the support was really a good technique for me as well, just having people reassure me that I could do it. Um, yeah. You know, my partner, Dan, the midwives were really good, just constantly telling me I can do this, I can do this, and also telling myself I could do this. Um, I'm not sure what, why in that moment at the hospital when I opted for the epidural, why I just couldn't switch over and keep going naturally. Um, I think by then... It, it was, was a long time. It was a long time. You and hadn't it, slept for 36 hours and you correct. were literally running a marathon On. for... 24 hours at that point that's right and even the midwife said it was the right decision yeah um so yeah but really just breathing and the reassurance and the support was oh um a little bit of massage was good too like um had some pressure applied to my back and things like that that was good heat hot water bottle okay yeah awesome Um, but that yeah mainly the breathing yeah really important okay so anyone, like, obviously everyone's going to have a different plan for birthing. So this was Jess's, yeah. um, you know, this is what she wanted and this yeah. is what happened. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, Mama and Baba are both doing awesome, yeah. which is great. And I don't um, regret at all how Ruben came into this world. I actually think it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Even though it wasn't my plan at all, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, I'm... Um, you know, being a nutritionist and things like that, it was always my vision to sort of have a drug-free birth. But, you know, it just it just kind of showed me that it they come out how they want to come out and yep. you just have to let go and yep. just go with the flow and not feel bad about any decisions you make. Like, I don't feel bad at all. Um, I don't regret anything. It was the best thing ever. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so, um, like, early on in labour, did you manage to get some food in, like, some nutrition? Yeah, so I, that day, I remember, like, the Tuesday when I was labouring all day, um, I ate quite normally. Yeah. Probably a little bit lighter than I would, but still my same sort of meals, um, you know. Um, I still had an appetite by active or, like, active, really active labour when it was quite intense. I was actually only drinking that electrolyte drink, so um, yep. the Katie put me onto a really good one that was quite um not full of sugar and stuff like that yeah so still was, had a little bit of glucose in it yeah but. because you do need that throughout the process that yep. sugar to 
keep your energy up. But yeah, so I was just drinking that the whole time. Eventually, um, I did have some fruit as well, tried to have some fruit, but just kept it really light. Yeah. But yeah, definitely still ate and drunk water too. Okay. Uh, fluids up. Yep. And then um, tell us about the first couple of weeks as far as like food and what helped you as a new mum kind of keep your energy up and that yes. sort of thing. Like just basic tips. Yeah. So um, for me, once Ruben was here, it was a very big shock, I suppose, like a really big realisation of just how much your life is going to change and how much you don't have time to do the most basic things like even go to the toilet and things like that it's just completely different so my biggest tips um in terms of getting food in and things like that because that's very important to me was get family and friends to bring food over okay um and you know don't just say to them or um just bring me food like be specific if there's a certain recipe that you love like spaghetti bolognese or some sort of like protein balls or something like that give them the recipe for them to make it in bulk and bring it over pop it in the freezer just i just think that was one of the most helpful things ever because then i didn't have to worry about cooking or yep. preparing food yep. it was all there um i definitely recommend as well um with your maternity leave like before you give birth um trying to get some meals prepared but even in that sense i mean that last time before the baby comes it it is good to rest as well. But I definitely think getting friends and family, yeah, to bring meals over yep, and you giving them the recipe. Yeah, I think that's great because, like, I mean, even I think I spoke to you when I first saw you, I was like, what are you off? Like, yeah. what, what aren't you eating? And Jess was like, I can't eat dairy. Yeah. Like, I just cannot do it. Yeah. And it's ups- I think it's upsetting Reuben. Yeah. So, you know, obviously as a friend um, or a family member, you want to help, but you don't really know okay, is this going to be helpful or is this just going to be a pain in the butt? Yeah. Um, so, like, I think that's a great idea. Like, yeah. say, be specific. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I need something, like, I need a casserole or I need something yeah. or I just need something I can snack on. That's yeah. great to know. And I think the visitors like that too. Yeah. Um, I know personally I would too. Like, cool, I know that they I know they like it. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, yeah, so that that's a really big tip. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I think going back to really simple food, so literally um, even now I'll just eat like whole foods. So, I mean, I'll grab a carrot out of the fridge and not even chop it up. I'll wash it thoroughly and eat it like, you know, with some nut butter or something like that. Yeah, so um, real simple ideas. Yeah. whole capsicum, like I'll eat it like an apple. Um, what else do I do? Green beans, you know, just... Stuff you can just grab straight out of the fridge and put in your mouth. That's not from a packet, like, you know, just whole foods. Um, And then trying to pair that with the protein element. Because being um, breastfeeding and, you know, the sleep deprivation and all the other stresses, it's a big toll on your body. Um, So you crave sugar a lot. And I can admit that I can get like that. Like, you know, I just need some quick fix just to give me that energy. Um, And that's when I know I haven't eaten enough protein. So... Since day dot, I've always really been mindful of trying to get protein in. So ways to do that um, quickly, like I said, having the nut butter with the um, veggie sticks. Yep. Boiled eggs. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say boiled eggs. Yep. Yeah. So, and you're not on dairy, but obviously if you're no. eating dairy, yeah. like a good quality full yogurt. fat cheese yeah. or yogurt yeah. or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the boiled eggs. Um, I would also cook uh, or buy a whole roast chicken yeah awesome like, yeah you know um from coles or woolies 
keeping in my fridge, quarter it up so it's already there. Yep. Tuna, tins yep. of tuna. Yeah, tins um, of salmon. Yeah. Your sardines. You yes, love Jess sardines. is so good with her sardines. Yeah, and sardines, I know that people have a love hate relationship, yeah. but they're so good for you. They are, especially, yeah, while postpartum. Yeah. So cheap, mm-hmm. smack, like smashed full of calcium. Yeah. Amigas. Protein. Protein. Yeah. All the good fats, yeah, yeah, just so good. So, yeah, if you can smash up some sardines, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's sort of it. And you've been slow cooking a little bit? Lots of slow Yeah. A little bit, a lot. I think I slow cook twice a week. Yeah. Uh, I just chuck it all in in the morning. And um, so that's something, lamb shanks, yeah. um, chicken congee has been a big one for me, um, casseroles, like just, yeah. Yeah, okay. I use a slow cooker a lot, and I would recommend doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And what about, so, um, you know, sometimes when people, you know, they might take their, their pregnancy multivitamin, tick that box, and then, oh, okay, cool, my baby's, I've had my baby now, just I don't need yeah. to do that anymore. Like, let's talk a little bit about supplements and, yeah. and that side of things. Yeah. So what are you taking at the moment? And this is, remember, like, this isn't, like, go and do this. It's yeah. just, hey, this is this what is Jess's story. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I got bloods done um, towards the end of my pregnancy and um, I noticed a few deficiencies, mainly iron. Um, Even though they weren't highlighted. Yeah. Which, this is a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah go on. If you... Oh, I was just going to say, you see that all the time. Yeah, People are told during pregnancy, oh, no, your iron's fine. Yeah. And it's really not. Yes. I'm not sure why it's so difficult to read a ferritin score. Yeah, but anyway, but go back to our um, iron podcast and you can. Yeah, more exactly. About that. Yep, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that come up as being quite deficient. So I started an iron straight away. I'm still on the iron. Um, I'm getting retested for that as well, um, and I will continue it until levels are optimum. Um, and I think that's a great point because yeah. I think we talked about this in the iron podcast. You with iron. You just you're not gonna unless you're a vegetarian. You yeah. suddenly introduce meat. Yeah, you've got to optimize your levels with a supplement that you can tolerate yeah. and then and then maintain. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then um, just a really good multi. So getting in all the bees um, and things like and that. and your thyroid support, your thyroid, iodine, yes. your selenium. Yeah, and all exactly. That. They're all in the pregnancy multis now, yeah. which is great. Um, and then fish oil. So omegas are really important, especially. Um, with breastfeeding, getting in those omegas into them, helping it to get into the milk and then to baby. You know, when you think about a baby's development, their nervous system is one of the first things, you know, to really spike. And think about how much brain development goes on. It's unreal. All those neural pathways are building and they require omega-3s. Yep. So if you're not eating fish, yep. I mean, being on a really good good quality, um, that's a really key word, good quality fish oil yeah. um, is really important. And how you can um, read your fish oil is um, you want to look at the EPA, DHA. Like a lot of people say to me, oh, I'm on a thousand milligrams of fish oil. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but like 200 milligrams of that might be active. So the active is the EPA, DHA. Yeah. And you really want something that's, you really, probably, what are you taking? Four a day or something? 4,000 Four. international Yeah, uh, 4,000 milligrams, sorry, yes. Yeah, and that's giving you what probably 
two and a half thousand thousand milligrams of active EPA DHA. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And some of your more inferior fish oils, you might have to take ten, 10. or twelve yeah. to get that active. Yeah. So you want to look at your quality. If you're going to supplement, you need to supplement well. Yeah. And remember that Jess is also having, you know, sardine, salmon, tuna, yeah, fresh fish. So, right. yeah. 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 Um, the other one that I'm personally on is the magnesium capsule simply because there's so much depletion postpartum. Um, and I think magnesium in general, whether you've had a baby, you're pregnant, lactating, whatever, I think people need magnesium these yeah. days. We just have so much stress. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was um, that's one I'm on, and then um, a probiotic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is the magnesium helping you at all? Like, obviously, your sleep's broken. Yeah. Um, do you respond to magnesium? Does it help you kind of with sleep onset? Like, is it helping you get back to sleep after those kind of? I sleep really well when I sleep. Yeah. Like, even now, um, it is very broken and. Um, yeah not as much but when i do sleep it's deep like so i think the magnesium is helping yeah it's one of those things isn't it like i for me magnesium like i sleep really well anyway but if i couldn't sleep magnesium wouldn't help me like i still take it for other reasons yeah whereas i know other people respond like they're like oh my gosh i take i took one magnesium tablet i had the best night's sleep of my life it's just one of those things we all respond differently Yeah. yeah Okay, um, so what about some of the, like, lifestyle things that you could, um, mm. or, yes, yes, yeah, some of the things you've done from a lifestyle perspective, Jess, that have yeah. helped you as a new mum? Like, yeah. if you had, yeah. yeah, if there was, you know, late pregnancy mums listening, they, they're about yeah. to give birth, what would you say? Yeah, I definitely think um, it's very individual to yep. start with, so um, you have to find what works for you. For me personally, um Getting out of the house is really important. So, um, you know, getting the fresh air, the sun on my skin, things like that. So I would take Reuben for walks. I would literally just walk up and down my street in the pram peak. The neighbours probably thought I was nuts, but I just, I had to be outside. So I would just do that. Um, I would go out to appointments, like to see chiropractors and things like that, um, you know, to get out of the house again, go to my mum's place. So for me, getting myself out of the house... Um, was good sleeping when the baby sleeps important um if your baby sleeps <laughs> and um well there's some there's other things sorry i'm just kind of mind blank um oh talking and building connections with other mums i think is important as well so being yeah. social yeah because um, to be honest it can feel very isolating yeah, yeah. especially when um you know, all your friends are working or they don't have kids and stuff. So I think trying to find other mums who have the same age babies as you or similar age um, is really good. Finding little hobbies, like I've just started like a kanga training um, exercise class, which is cool, um, and I'm enjoying that. So really just finding what you enjoy and trying to do it while incorporating the baby as yep. best you can and not putting pressure on yourself. That's another thing. Like letting go, yep. the dishes need to be done, the washing, uh, laundry, yep. you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably something else you can give a list to your visitors. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. chores list. That's a good yeah. idea. Come Katie. over and, I know, do a load of washing or yeah. whatever. Yeah, have a list up on the, stick it on the fridge and be like, you look at that list and see what needs to be done and do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. There was... Um, 
there was just something that came into my head then that I wanted to... Um, oh, that's right, your blood test. So mm. um, Ruben's 10 weeks now. Yep. And so with these blood tests that you're getting done again, was that a referral from your midwife or what? No, so that was from a GP. Yep. Um, so when you have a baby, there's a bit of a schedule that you can follow in terms of how often you should see a GP. It's like seven days six weeks and then four months and things like that. So at Ruben's um, six-week check, she wrote me a set of bloods just to get retested to see where I was at. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I don't know if I just – I think that's a really important thing to have happen and I have yes. seen new mums in clinic who, like, literally have not had bloods done postpartum. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking one or two years down the track and they're yeah. really exhausted still. They've had an iron deficiency yes. since pre-pregnancy. Yeah. Um, you know, they've probably had, un, like, they've been depressed. Yeah. All this sort of thing hasn't. So I think, um, like, definitely following through and getting those bloods yeah. is really important because, you know, if you know 12 weeks after you've got some issues, you can fix them then. That's right without the next two years being yeah. even harder than it needs to be. That's exactly right. Yeah. And also um, having them read by um, someone who can help you, help support you yeah. to be repleted, like, yeah. you know, a nutritionist or something like that's always good. But, um, yeah. Yeah. there's no use getting the bloods and then going, well, what do I do with them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Get them followed up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very important. Yeah, because I guess that post... That postpartum period is very kind of, um, well, my experience is very, very much about depletion. Like, you know, you're giving yourself so much to somebody else and, um, you know, anything that you want to do goes out the window. So it's really just trying to let go and just support yourself as much as you can with the situation. Yeah. And how's your appetite changed now that you're breastfeeding compared to when you were pregnant and you were just carrying Reuben inside? Yeah, heaps stronger like I feel hungry all the time um I never feel satisfied um if I don't eat enough protein I can get like really big sugar cravings in the afternoon and just yeah yeah um really thirsty as well so breastfeeding takes a lot out of you and Katie and I are going to do another podcast just on breastfeeding because there's so much to cover on that topic yeah um but yeah really a lot stronger yeah okay which I wasn't expecting (laughs) yeah which is more reason to get people to bring food over as well yeah what about um like what about your body how do you feel um in terms of like um, are you feeling strong? Um, yeah. You know, are you feeling flexible? Like all those sorts yeah. of things. Like I know that sounds strange, like but physically. yeah, I definitely feel like um, I'm not like I used to be. Um, but I feel I do feel strong in my body, and I guess that's because I've stayed. I've tried to stay as active as I can. Like I still try and go walking. Um, you know, with Ruben, I'll like pick him up. You know, I still try and move and things like that. Um, my recovery was very easy. Like I've heard some stories where you know, um, you know, they've had a major blood loss or a C-section and things like that. So I can't talk from that point of view. But um, my experience has been a pretty good recovery, and right now I feel pretty good. Like definitely not where I was at, but um, yeah. I think one of the things that's really important. Um, to take from this podcast that we're focusing on is even though you're exercising 
you're moving within the limits of your body, yeah. walking, yeah. gentle exercise that's good for yeah. your mind and yeah. physically good. Yeah. You've joined a you know a class that's specific for mums and young bubs um as opposed to this mentality of oh well i've got a 12 week old baby now let's let's go back to the gym six days a week and smash out some um you know smash out some hit classes because no way that's just a recipe for continuing down that depletion pathway that's right Yeah. yeah And it's really important not to be hard on yourself to get back to where you were. Yeah. Like, for me, um, I'm just letting it all go. Like, I think, you know, it's really cool that your body made a human being and then birthed it. Like, in nine months, it takes time for your body to readjust. And especially, like, with breastfeeding, you need... Extra nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think um, focusing on, like you said before, you are eating more, you are drinking yeah. more, you've got much more of an appetite, you're more thirsty. Yeah. But I don't ever deny it. Like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, but you're having like literally whole foods, like yeah. vegetables, fruits, yeah. protein, yeah. salads, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, they're like, um, it's not perfect. No. I don't think that. Like, yeah. I definitely still eat chocolate or, or sorry. And, um, things like that every now and then but it's yeah yeah majority yeah and and that's really awesome because obviously you're going to get your nutrients from whole foods and i think it's like worthwhile saying at this point that you know um nobody like if any health practitioners are ever suggesting that a lactating woman should be calorie depleting or calorie counting or dieting or anything like that Um, I personally think that's irresponsible practice. I agree. Yeah. I actually had an inquiry the other day for a weight loss client, and she said she was still breastfeeding, and I said, "Well, yeah, you know, no, yeah. basically, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's and that's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, and that's a conversation we have to keep having because yes. the media is not helping that right now. No. All right, so um, was we're gonna do? We're gonna follow up this podcast with a specific podcast around yeah. um, breastfeeding and lactation. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jess has got lots to share around that and specifics around research and what's helped with her and Ruben. Um, so we'll be doing that. We'll be covering that off in a couple of weeks time. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, Jess? Did you want to add anything, (laughs) Rube? He's been really good, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, Sleeping the whole time. Um, not really. I think it's just so important to... To let go and um, say to yourself that it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. In all areas, whether it's the cooking, the chores, I need someone to talk to, I need someone to come over and hold the baby for an hour, it's okay. Like, it's not easy, I suppose. Like, I think for me, looking back in the experience, um, I never had expectations, but I was quite naive. I thought, oh, surely it's not that bad, like, you know, um... But it can feel quite hard and it's okay to ask for help. Okay, awesome. I think that's a great place to finish on because that's probably the most important thing. Um, And just knowing that, you know, this is Jess's journey. Everyone's going to have a different journey and that's okay. Just make sure you surround yourself with people who will support you. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks again for joining us, guys. Um, we also just wanted to close on our, you know, five core values here at the Nourished Wrap. 
So um, that is sleep well. Yeah, um, which is something that Jess is yeah. like. <laughs> sleep as good as you can for all parents out there. I can totally feel you now. Um, sleep as well as you can. Um, switch off every day, once a day, just even for yeah, a couple minutes. of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, move your body in an enjoyable way. Eat whole foods most of the time and finally listen to your own body because no one knows you better. Yeah, and I think um, pretty much everything we talked about epitomizes exactly that, doesn't it, really, in today's podcast. So thanks again for joining us, guys. you know, if you if you're entering this phase of your life and you need support, um, reach out yeah. and don't forget to um, listen to the rest of Jess's story, yeah. starting back from the PCOS yeah. podcast one. Yeah, and then you can hear like you can literally hear about her entire journey, which yeah. is really cool that she's um, yeah. led us into her world and shared that with us. Yeah. Um, we've got a little ebook that we're putting together for new mums and just busy people in general, just like real simple food hacks yeah. so that's going to be coming hopefully in the next few weeks yeah um so um jess and i will be working on that and um yeah well it's now the christmas period so we ho- hope that you're keeping well and you have a really lovely um relaxing healthy balanced yeah, um balanced festive christmas. season yeah. with your families all right guys see you next time